seeds, tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bunion country well, we are finally talking to Jason Durham from Go Fish Guide Service. Jason, I don't know. I've been trying to get a hold of you for like a month, it seems. <laughs> it hasn't been a month, Kev, <laughs> but uh, it has been a few weeks. And, uh, you know, I've just I've been fishing like mad. And, it's, you know, it's, it's summer. And for a guide, that's high time. So uh, it's on the water every day. Well, I know one of the times I tried to connect you uh, texted me later said, "Sorry, I was on a great place for fishing, but not great for cell service." So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, there's still some places around here where you can get lost in the olden days and not be able to connect with uh, society, which isn't necessarily a bad thing <laughs> unless you're trying to get a fishing report out of me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me uh, let me talk to you about what you're doing today. I hear you've already been out once, and you're going out again later. Yeah, so I'm actually in my boat right now, just floating around big sand, and uh, I've got some kids swimming around me at the public access, and uh, the water's beautiful. What a gorgeous day. It's not 95 degrees and high humidity. Uh, you know, it's very tolerable. Um, and we went out this morning with an intent to catch some walleye. And, you know, it wasn't exactly what we wanted, but we got into the northern pike like crazy. And these people just had such a great time. Uh, the one boy commented, this is the biggest fish I've ever caught in my life. Um, you know, and all three people said, this is the most fish we've ever caught in our lives. You know, is that bad then? No, we're not catching the species that you intended to. That's a good day. Yeah, if they're having fun catching fish, regardless of what it is, that's awesome. Yeah. So we'll see what happens this afternoon, and maybe that walleye bite's going to pick up. Um, but the interesting thing about it is, you know, northern pike aren't a species that school up, but they will utilize the same area and the same structure and the same forage. Um, just because it's available. And that's what we encountered today. And when we started catching the pike, there was no need to move spots and go chase walleyes. We were having too much fun doing it, so we stuck with the new alternative plan. <laughs> Lots of northerns. Lots of northerns and big fish. Lots of big fish. Well, and people have to understand, uh, those of us up here, we, we get kind of get... Uh, a little snooty about what we want to catch, but northerns are tasty fish. You just got to not be afraid to clean them. Yeah, that's just it. In fact, I cleaned some for the family for lunch, and they said, you know, we like northern pike. Uh, you know, we've kept them with you before, uh, but we don't know how to take the Y bones out, and I've showed them, shown them before. Um, and for anybody having apprehension about that, you can watch somebody do it, and they can walk you through it like I just did, but it's easier if you're actually doing it while you're having somebody, you know, show you. And the great thing about today's day and age, you can go on YouTube and there's multiple, multiple videos that you can watch and you can pause the video as you're cleaning the fish and they'll walk you through how to take the Y-bones out. And yes, they are a great fish to keep and eat. Well, Jason, you know, one of the things that's happened in the last few years is social media. I know you've taken great advantage of that. We have been uh, finally been able to get, uh, uh, you know, a podcast version of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country out there. 
and uh, getting a lot of coverage all over the state and upper Midwest. So we're going to talk to those who maybe haven't heard us talk before about Big Sand. For those who maybe have never heard of Big Sand before, what's it all about? Okay, so Big Sand is one of the premier lakes in the Park Rapids area. Now, we have a lot of lakes in this region. Um, I've said it so many times, within 10 miles, we have 100 lakes. Mm -hmm. And Big Sand is on the Mantrap chain of lakes. Um, I... I want to say it's around 1,500 acres. I might be off by a couple hundred acres, uh, but it's deep. It's clear, very clear water, um, a lot of sand, um, some of those um, ideal structural elements that you want for especially walleye fishing. You've got these classic mid-lake humps that have steep drops on them, uh, rocky reefs, so really kind of the classic you know, walleye structure. The challenging part about big sand is that because the water's so clear, those fish are completely different than any other lake. So on, in most of our area lakes right now, we're fishing weed lines for walleyes or even up right in the weeds, in the cabbage weed. You know, out here we're fishing them in like, you know, at minimum 20 feet of water, out to even 35 or 40 feet of water. Um, there's a good deep water trolling bite out here where you've got deep water forage that establishes in the thermal climb. Your biggest challenge then is just determining what bait you can actually get down there. Um, and yeah, it's a great place to go. There's a, a slot out here, so everything 20 to 26 inches for walleyes has to immediately be returned. You can keep one walleye over 26 inches, um, but otherwise everything has to be under 20. And right now there's a really good year class and year classes of some of those smaller fish below the slot. So it used to be years ago that you would come here and all you would catch is slot fish. But it's made a remarkable recovery, and now you've got availability of fish you can take home as well as the chance for a trophy walleye as well. And it's a 20 to 26-inch slot, but it is a six-fish limit, correct? It is a six-fish limit, so it's in check with our Minnesota guidelines so that release slot is the only thing you have to worry about. And that's the only fish that you have a slot, an experimental regulation um, for the lake. There's no other species you have to worry about minimum size uh, besides the statewide regulations. It's a fish loaded with, it's a lake, I should say, loaded with walleyes, but because of that clarity, can be a little bit tough at times. Absolutely. But I think, you know, people get turned off by that. And, you know, like I say, I'm going out in the middle of the day to do a guide trip for walleye. I'm not apprehensive about that at all. You just have to find that active school fish that wants to bite. Of course, if you really want to target this, you know, and go crazy about it, you know, get up super early before sunrise or stay after dark. But, you know, in reality, you're probably <laughs> going to catch as many fish during the day. You just have to actually put in some time out on the water. We've had really decent weather now the last couple of days. It will be for much of this week. But before that, it was almost oppressively hot by our standards. Uh, what has that meant for fishing? You know, it made things tough. And, of course, with some of the storms we had come through, you know, weather affects fishing greatly. Um, and with that hot weather, it got a little stagnant there for the bites. But it really depended on which lake you were on. You know, you talk to people that said, this is horrible. We feel like there's not a fish in any lake around here. We can't get a bite of anything. And then there are other people that were saying, well, we did really well today. So it really depends on the lake. And, of course, uh, you know, just 
I don't want to say the angler because it's not really the angler. Well, it can be the angler. But, <laughs> um, you know, mainly your destination, your approach to fishing, you know, your presentation that you have, and, of course, the area that you're actually fishing on the lake. So there's a lot of components to it. One of the things that is uh, really, really cool about the Park Rapids area, although we're starting to get more and more of our waters with them as well, but um, you have an, a tremendous number of lakes that have great smallmouth fishing in there. And I'm sitting on one right now. Big <laughs> Sand has some great smallmouth bass. A lot of people actually overlook the largemouth bass out here because there is such a tremendous population of smallmouth. But we do have a lot of lakes in our area with available smallmouth bass. If you look at Potato Lake or, you know, along the man trap chain here, Lake Beltane or Little Sand that's, you know, just down the creek from me, um, you know, those are all great destinations for smallies. And what a fun fish to catch. If you want to talk about a fighter, if you're going out and trying to catch walleyes and using, you know, a, a jig and live bait or, you know, pulling a crank bait, if you tangle with a smallmouth bass, you're going to forget about walleye fishing. Yeah. I, it's, I hear more and more people uh, diversifying what they do fishing-wise and going into the bass realm uh, probably in the last five years than, than I heard in the previous 15, 20. Well, you know, the thing is, I think what so many anglers have realized is there's a lot more species in the lake besides walleye. Mm -hmm. And even if you're trying to catch crappie and you end up tangling with a largemouth or a good-sized northern pike on an ultralight, it's all fun. It, it is all fun. There's no question about it. And, and again, not only do you have the smallmouth and largemouth and the walleyes, as we mentioned, with all the lakes there, uh, you've got northerns, you've got a couple of really good musky lakes, and, of course, plenty of good panfish lakes, too. You know, if you look at the panfish, and I was just out um, on Fishhook Lake last, uh, well, actually last week when, you know, the weather started to come in and started to get so hot. Um, you know, we kind of abandoned fishing a lot of different species, but the, the crappie bite was absolutely phenomenal. When you're catching 15-inch crappies in the middle of the day, now remember, there's people that will say, oh, no, you only fish crappies as the sun hits the trees or right away in the morning when the sun's coming up. No, when you can catch them all day long, why not go and do it? And it's, a, you know, a simple approach, too. You don't need a lot of tackle to go and fish panfish. You can even use a rod and reel that you already have. You don't need a specialized ultralight to go and do it. You can use the same rod you use for walleye fishing and, you know, tie a little jig on there and, you know, go out and find a weed line and just start moving along it until you find the fish. Talking Park Rapids area fishing with Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. We've got a lot more to cover with Jason still to come. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Wrapping it up now with Jason Durham. What are some of the hot lakes in your neck of the woods these days? I would definitely, definitely say fish hooks. You know, that's one, been one that's come up uh, repeatedly. Uh, Long Lake has just been so solid the entire summer. And they're, you know, it's neat because you can go out there and your intent is to catch walleye, but you're going to catch just about every species in the lake in the process, whether you want to or not. And, you know, with Long Lake, I love it because it's a, a good-sized body of water and you never have a lot of competition because you've got so much space. Now, when I say a good-sized body of water, everything here is small. You know, our largest lake is 2,500 acres, so we're talking about relatively little lakes. But at the same time, you'd be surprised at how few people utilize the lake. 
I always point out to guide clients, I say, look around the shoreline of this lake. You see all of those boats on boat lifts? If we even had a quarter of those boats out at the same time, it'd be absolute chaos on the lake. And that <laughs> never happens. It just doesn't. It's uh, it's amazing considering how many people I know fish and how good the fishing is here that uh, we still have that uh, ability to kind of be out there alone sometimes. You know, and that's something to be said about our area, too. If you want to find a body of water that has state land all around it and you're not going to see another boat, if you just want to be alone with your thoughts, we have those lakes available here. And there's some of those that are really good hole-in-the-wall hole lakes for you know a lot of different species. Uh, but even out here on Big Sand this morning, I saw three other boats, and we're talking, you know, the middle of July when this is supposed to be busy season, and people just aren't out here. What's going on, do you think? Well, I think a lot of people today on a Monday are working. Sure, sure. <laughs> there is that. Uh, there's that. Uh, but the other people that are here vacationing, you know, they're still getting settled in. They just came in late Saturday, you know, get your groceries, and, you know, maybe today we're going to get out on the lake and tube because it's a nice day. Uh, or maybe they're in town taking in some of the sites. You know, maybe they're walking up and down Main Street. It's hard to say. We do have a little bit of wind this afternoon, and sometimes that deters people who are, for instance, staying at a resort and renting a resort, a small resort boat. Um, so it is nice to have a, a little bit bigger watercraft and, and some wind. Uh, but other than that, I wish I could definitively answer that question, but I can't. Okay. One of the lakes that has really come into its own the last few years as a musky lake is Big Man Trap. They've had muskies for a long time, but we're starting to hear, you know, and I've talked to you the last couple of years, more and more of those 50-plus-inch fish. Um, what are you hearing right now on Big Man Trap? Yeah, so I was actually, I haven't been out on Big Man Trap since yesterday. And, oh, since yesterday. <laughs> yeah, just since yesterday. And yeah, there is a, a greater population of fish. I did, and I, I think I had shared with this, this with you earlier this year, um, that I did get to do a netting survey for muskies yes. out there with the Minnesota DNR. And the one thing that they said is there's a greater range of size classes of fish now. They found that um, there's more fish that are naturally reproducing in Mantrap Lake than they had initially envisioned. It was back in 1980 that they introduced Leech Lake strain muskie into Big Mantrap, and now you're seeing those fish, you know, that have regenerated, and you're seeing more and more of those big fish. And in addition to that, you've got, you know, muskie anglers that are devoted to releasing fish. Uh, of course, you have to have a fish that's over 54 inches anyway to keep, but which is difficult out there. Um, but even if you caught one that size, the likelihood of you keeping it is very, very small. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Muskie anglers have been very, very savvy about uh, what it takes to get a big fishery. Exactly. And, and their dedication to that species has really done a lot for not only that lake, but a lot of the musky lakes in the state of Minnesota. I know that Big Man Trap is now on the list of lakes for the uh, Bemidji Cass Lake uh, Musky Tournament every June. I don't know. Is it on the list now for the uh, the big one in September? Um, I haven't heard. Uh, I know it has been in the past, but I, I'm not positive. I don't fish that event. You know, I'm typically guiding that <laughs> day, but uh, um, for the anglers that come down, to be honest, I, if you want to catch the, the biggest mus muskie that you possibly could um, between Mantrap, Cass, 
Leech, Bemidji, um, you're probably going to get a bigger one on those other lakes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you've got a chance, like you said, those 50-inch-plus fish, so you're not going to have the competition that you would out on the other lakes. Right. And hey, you know what? If you get two of those over the course of the weekend, that's enough. Right, exactly. And you definitely have that opportunity on Big Man Trap. All right. I know that uh, there's a lot of uh, fishing tournaments and fishing events in your neck of the woods over the course of the summer. Got anything coming up soon that you're aware of? You know, not really anything until we hit August. And I can't think of the date. I apologize, but we've got a multi-species event on Potato Lake, and it's the um, firefighters from Park Rapids that are putting it on. If you're interested in doing that event, you could contact any Park Rapids firefighter. Um, and then everything kind of is on hold until the fall. We've got an event, and these are both multi-species. One is on Long Lake, and that's, uh, I believe, the first weekend in September. And then uh, the, the, I think it's the week after that, then we've got a multi-species on Fish Hook Lake. And you know what? If anybody wants information on those events, they can find me personally on Facebook, and I will get them in contact with the, uh, the people that are running the events. Uh, so if they just look up Jason Durham on Facebook, uh, they'll find me. Okay. One of the other things I want to make sure we talk about is, you know, uh, as a guide, a lot of people think you just got this uh, easy life where you just fish all day. Um, they're not aware of uh, the dangers that you face every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there is. And, you know, whether that's, you know, lightning when you're out on the lake. I remember that one a couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah, I got stuck in a storm and didn't know if I'd get back home. Um, but recently, you know, just a few days ago, um, I had an incident where I had backed my boat into the public access, actually here on Big Sand Lake, and I went and beached my boat to go and get my truck and trailer. I jumped out of the boat, took about four steps, and there was a couple, uh, they were cooking lunch, and they had their van parked on this uh, lot that we've got next to the public access that is owned by the state, um, and they had a right to be there and everything. I didn't notice that they had a German shepherd, oh. and I took about four steps, and it was on me right away. Um, you know, I, it was absolutely terrifying, and I ended up slipping on the rocks as I'm trying to retreat, so I cut my arms, my legs, and the animal actually bites me Oh, in the rear end. Oh, nice. So some people had asked me, and, and the, the owner was on the dock right away, pulled it off of me. He was very apologetic. Um, I, I went on my way and, and got out to my guide clients, not realizing that I had blood on my arms and legs, and I showed up, and they just kind of went, what, what happened to you? <laughs> um, and so I, I ended up contacting a sheriff's deputy, and they went and met with the couple. They did find that the shot records were up to date, and uh, it, was, it was a scary event, and I, I wish that nobody ever has that happen to them. And it just goes to show, you know, sometimes we get into this idea of the schedule, like I've got to be here at this time, and I need to move fast and not taking in your surroundings. I'll tell you what, since that incident, I've taken my entire surroundings everywhere that I go. <laughs> I imagine you do. Here's the funny thing. Somebody said, well, are you mad at the dog? And I said, I'm not. And the reason I'm not is that as a fishing guide, I'm trying to create a reaction for an animal to bite every single day. <laughs> and here this animal bit, it just happened to be the wrong species. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. He did draw a bite. That is a fact. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, you think that the, the the biggest injury you're going to see as a fishing guide is, you know, maybe get a hook in a finger or something like that. Right. You never would imagine that. 
No. Well, that's, you know, I mean, that's another that's another episode for your book, right? Exactly. It's another story to tell on the boat. Are, are you going to write it? You, you, you'll need to write a book one of these days. <laughs> well, uh, maybe I'll combine that with the stories from my kindergarten class. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite a that's quite a combination you have going on there. <laughs> you don't know, want to know the title, Kevin. I'm not going to tell you. Okay, <laughs> it's not appropriate for listening. <laughs> well, if we're heading out fishing this weekend, we want to head to the Park Rapids area. What are a couple of lakes we should try, and and what should we be bringing with us? Well, I definitely say you know check out Long Lake. You know, that's a really good destination right now. And like I say, it's been so consistent, and it typically is this time of year. Um, and just go fish. If you look at a map, you'll see these prominent areas. Uh, like everybody talks about the North Bar and the South Bar, and there's a reason. They're good places to fish. Um, and what to bring with? You know, I, I wouldn't say that you need to bring minnows or the, you know, red tails or creek chubs. Um, You'll get by with crawlers and leeches. In fact, I would take night crawlers. Your only issue with that is you're going to go through a lot of bait with these panfish. But just understand, almost treat them like weeds and understand that you're going to go through a ton of bait. So bring lots of boxes, crawlers, and your cooler so you can actually keep them alive. Okay. Hey, Jason, I know you're a multimedia guy. Are there some other places we can check out uh, your advice and information? Oh, yeah, you can definitely find videos on YouTube, um, on Facebook, um, you know, Google, Jason Durham. You're going to find a lot of information. Okay, and you still have any spots available if somebody wants to get fishing in before the year's done? Uh, you know, very few, but I do have some other guides that are working with me. So if they want to get out in the Park Rapids area, I can connect them uh, with the other guides that are in our group, and they'd be happy to take you out, and they're Wonderful personalities and wonderful educators when it comes to fishing. Okay, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, you can always find me on my cell phone, which is area code 218-252-2278, or you can find me online at go-fish-guides.com. You know, Jason, one of the things I really like about talking to you and, and, and really virtually everybody I talk to in the fishing world, there's some serious positivity in the fishing world. Oh, absolutely. Hey, I get asked almost every day, have you ever had a jerk in the boat? And in 28 years of guiding, I never have. And you know why? It's pretty hard to be upset when you're out on the lake. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that can mellow anybody out. Absolutely. Hey, Jason, thanks for your time today. We love talking to you. Hey, thanks, Kev. You have a good one. Now we go on fishing. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty Points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty Points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23. With winter weather making it harder to stay active, here's a gift idea for the outdoor adventurer in your life. The Allbirds Mizzle Collection. The Allbirds Mizzle is designed for those who won't take snow for an answer, featuring built-in puddle guard technology to keep the winter wonderland where it belongs, not in your shoe. The weather-ready sole offers enhanced traction, so you go on winter runs with confidence. And it's made with premium ZQ Merino wool, a naturally insulating material that keeps your feet warm and sports a low environmental impact. Allbirds displays their carbon footprint right on the shoe, so you can see the difference for yourself. 
On top of that, they actually offset the carbon footprint to zero, making their missile collection completely carbon neutral. So you can stay warm and dry while trading lighter. This holiday season, get on their nice list when you shop the Allbirds Missile Collection. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.